What's going on? It's Marcus. I'm here with Laura. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today is Dia de los Muertos in Mexico City. Today which... is Dia de los Muertos. Sí. Correct pronunciation. Yeah. How was it today? It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to do. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's a lockdown going on, so... We went to the Zocalo and nothing really was happening. Like usually they have the ofrendas and like the whatever. What do they have? The <laughs> pan de muertos. Yeah. Oh, the statues. Statues and oh, stuff. Katrina's and. Yeah, they usually have like this whole setup in the town center, but there's just a bunch of protesters there right now, and no one was really dressing up, so it's pretty dead. But what do we? What else Literally. did we do? <laughs> yeah. Um, but today we went to go eat at an Indian restaurant. It was really good. It, it was, was really good. Yeah, vegetarian. It's surprising that there's like really good Indian food here. Um, but it was right next to the Zocalo vegetarian restaurant, and I've eaten at a good number of Indian restaurants, and this one was actually like really good. Um, and then what else? We did some work today, but then, and I guess yesterday, we had like a, I don't know, it was like an interesting day. And I guess that kind of goes to show that like every single day um, when you're traveling and things like that, it doesn't always go as planned or how you want it to. There's going to be challenging moments. There's going to be times when, um, you know, things aren't happening like a picture perfect movie. Um, yeah, because we had like some challenges, <laughs> but we worked through them and that's, I think that's like an important thing to keep in mind too, is that not everything is going to be perfect. It's not going to be like an Instagram lifestyle all the time. And also today we also did some work, which was, um, it's also really important to stay on top of your work. I mean, it's important to also be able to leverage your time and be cognizant of, you know, what sort of time you're spending on work. And for us, the, the goal or the outcome that we're optimizing for is really to be able to leverage our time as much as possible and eventually just have an asset or a vehicle that's producing income on its own. Um, you know, some people think of it as passive income, but for us, it's about building. Right? It's about building an asset that's going to produce something in the long term. I believe that you know, with assets, nothing is ever necessarily truly passive. Um, I mean, I suppose stocks can pay out dividends and things like that. But when it comes to the business side of things, it's about building something that's going to make a return on investment um, over the long term. So that's something we're working on building. But in the meantime, we've been working mostly on copywriting and sales. And yeah, that's, that's the main thing. Yeah, Mark has got a, a copywriting job today. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to be doing some copy for the next month or so. Um, so pretty excited about that. And then also, yeah, Laura booked a strategy session <laughs> yeah which is like a sales call but for me it's better because i think you know like a lot of people get pretty scared 
when it comes to just throwing themselves out there. But I kind of now see it in a way where, like, even if probably I am a little hesitant or scared or whatever, I just have to, like, put myself out there to at least see it. I guess I saw it, like, I at least want to practice and just, like, get on it to mm -hmm. get over the fact. It's kind of like, I don't know, I would take uh, the analogy when you're bungee jumping. If you stay there thinking about it, you don't, you're not going to do it. You're going to let your fear overcome. But if you're just like, oh, well, I mean, I'm already here. Might as well just do it, right? Mm -hmm. And you throw yourself and um, you did it already. So and instead of like thinking it over and analyzing it and all of this, it just like, you just go with it. And you really don't expect anything out of it. You just expect to just do it because if you don't do it you're never gonna know if you can't do it or not yeah mm -hmm. exactly and um, that's kind of how I see it I actually just read the four-hour work week for the first time which is pretty funny because um, I just read it you know a few days ago and I've been living the digital nomad sort of lifestyle uh, in the same way that Tim Ferriss describes in the book for about four years now and it's interesting because a lot of the mindset things, I just found for myself, I, I already am very familiar with a lot of these, these, um, these ways of the perspective that you take when you're traveling and working online and things like that. Um, but it's interesting to see it from, from that perspective, what you just said, because that's also something that Tim Ferriss mentions in the book too, is really just taking the leap especially if you're working a job right now like a regular job and taking that first step or leap into actually just even asking your boss for some time to work remotely and i actually believe that the pandemic or the quarantine has almost forced the world into seeing what it's like to to work from that paradigm to actually see that perspective because if you think about it a lot of these jobs right now, a year ago, we would have thought it would never be possible to go remote, right? But right now, people are forced to go remote. People are forced to use Zoom as their primary medium of communication. And because of that, what I think is going to happen is that there's going to be more of a shift where companies might see, oh, well, it's actually more efficient to have a lot of our meetings remotely. I know Gary Vee mentions this too, is that he, he, he predicts that there's going to be a lot more migration to major cities because you only have to go to the office a couple times per week because the other three days of the week, you can just have remote meetings on Zoom. So, you know, it's amazing technologies like Zoom and things like that that allow us to be remote. And yeah, I just think that in general, seeing things from that perspective and even if you're working a job or you were working a job that was at a physical location, asking your boss for a few days off and uh, or a few days remote, and then you get to test to see how that works. That's pretty much what's being forced upon the world right now is people around the world are having to work remotely. And so it's almost like the four hour work week is being forced into everyone, um, you know, the just the entire world in general, in general, the professional world. So 
it'll be interesting to see what happens following the quarantine but i just see like there's this movement towards a more remote world yeah which is pretty nice because i mean like literally today i got away from the comfort of the just being in bed yeah and like i know for any girl you know there's days where you really feel pretty bad you don't even want to get up and being able to stay in bed and do some work there just like it just it's a little bit more comfortable but still i guess just having the options to even go to the co-working space is also cool and i have it all in one building so yeah that's that, even better that's a really nice place th thing about this place is that we have um you know we're staying in the the rooms here but we have the kitchen downstairs we also have a co-working space downstairs that we can work at um so it's very convenient and what i was also going to mention is that it's interesting how for laura like right before the pandemic last year when um when you were working as a teacher you wanted to start working online mm -hmm. and it was literally like everything just fell into place right yeah. in terms of the timing i mean unfortunately it was under these circumstances but at the same time it's really fortunate in the respect that you were able to start that transition early before the pandemic and literally as the the quarantine was happening you had the skills that were already being built up that's why i believe that no job is truly safe but what does guarantee you security are your skills Right, because people put a lot of faith in their job security, but I don't believe that there's really a, such a thing as job security as you can see from the pandemic, but there is skill security. There is security in the fact that if you have the skills to be valuable to people, then you're always going to be able to produce an income. Like if you have sales skills, if you have marketing skills, you're always gonna be able to produce an income because people are going to perceive those skills as valuable. I mean, you do have to have the right skills. Like you can't just, you know, get, there are gifted artists that never make money because they don't learn the skills of sales or marketing or persuasion. I think it's important to learn both. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're really focused on cultivating is, you know, Laura, you've been doing sales and for myself, I've been doing copywriting, which is a form of sales. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got really passionate about that topic. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's it. All right. So that's it for today. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Peace.